So after coaching literally hundreds of school leaders, like personally one-on-one working with these leaders, I got to thinking, do they share any of the skill sets, right, that make them highly effective? And if they do share some of these skills, what are they? And could we teach them to other leaders just like you, right? And that's what today's podcast is. Uh, We've been recently doing this series of trainings that I'm calling the 2023 Success Series. And this is the first recording where I taught a concept called the Principal Success Formula, four steps that every school leader needs to master. And it revolves around mindset, design, culture, and results. And so you're going to get inspired. You're going to get practical tips. You're going to get things that will shift your thinking. Uh, If you're listening to this in a car, that's super cool or doing chores or whatever. But actually, I really encourage you to either listen for a second time or listen for the first time while you're actually at your desk. Have some opportunity to really dream big for 2023. Because there's there's points where we'll pause and we'll ask you, you know, to take action on something that I taught in this training. And if you're following along in a notebook or something, I think you'll even maximize the value that you get from today's episode. It's a little longer than usual. It's a different format um, because this is actually a recorded training I did the other night. But I know if you stick with it, and again, ideas are great, but they're not the greatest. Action really is everything. So if you take action on what I teach, I promise you that you're going to see great results. I also want to be very clear that the Principal Success Path is launching its fourth cohort here in January, January 15th. And the operating system, the framework that guides that program is the Principal Success Formula. It's exactly what I taught, but we look at it from many different angles and go 10 levels deeper than what I'm able to do in the training because it's a it's a 10-week program, right? So if you enjoy uh, what you learn today, if you know, right, that what I teach works, then I really want to invite you to apply to the Principal Success Path. You could go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash success and learn all about the program there's some really nifty bonuses as well. Isn't that a fun word? Nifty. Uh, but there's some there's some remarkable bonuses if you apply and are accepted to the program as well, including, if tickets are available, a free ticket to our uh, live summer event in July. So sit back, relax, enjoy this show. Hey, it's Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker over at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And this podcast is for you, a ruckus maker, which means you invest in your continuous growth, which you're doing right now by listening to the show. You challenge the status quo and you design the future of school now. And we'll be back with this remarkable in-depth training in just a minute after some messages from our show sponsors. Deliver on your school's vision with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education School faculty in self-paced online professional development specifically designed for pre-K through 12 school leaders. Courses include Leading Change, Leading School Strategy and Innovation, Leading People, and Leading Learning. Programs run from February 15th to March 15th, 2023. Apply by Friday, February 3rd. Enroll by Thursday, February 9th for our upcoming cohort, 
at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Teachers have the power to impact children's lives in almost immeasurable ways. As an instructional leader, as much as you'd love to provide every teacher the support they need to learn and grow, you can't be with every teacher in every classroom. TeachFX is a whole new way to provide instructional leadership at scale and in a way that's teacher-centered. Teachers use TeachFX to record a lesson and automatically get personalized, private feedback to guide their own self-reflection. See TeachFX for yourself and learn about our special partnership options for ruckus makers at teachfx.com slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. This is the 2023 success series, right? And so I just want to make sure that you're aware of uh, all the content that's coming up. I had it planned so that it was for for every Monday, but I had to switch one of the days. And that's because my wife requested, hey, will you move this? Because we're doing some traveling during the holidays. So... I'm sure a lot of you are doing traveling and that kind of thing too. So I'm sure that that makes a lot of makes a lot of sense. So I think um the one that was planned for whatever next Monday is was that the 26th. I want to say we move that to the 29th, okay? And then I believe the rest are all on on Mondays. And some of the different topics today's going to be the most information uh drinking like from the fire hose. I'm going to cut down the content piece for the rest of the series and have a lot more back and forth and time for Q&A and create that kind of space, just so you know. And the next series, so today we're talking uh, the principal success formula, four steps every leader must master. Uh, Next week will be three practical tips to strengthen your mindset. After that, two weeks, how to use intentional design and curiosity to transform your school. Uh, after that is how to make trust soar in your school, I believe. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. You get a ton of value uh, for sure. And you'll get things here that you can take action on and it'll make you a better leader. And I love to be transparent and upfront with you too. I have an awesome program called the Principal Success Path that I want some folks on this call to really consider joining. Harsh has actually been a part of it, right? And uh, I think, you know, you had a, had a great experience too. And so it's something for you to consider if you're not interested in considering ways that you can grow and how to work a little more intentionally with me, then at that time, you can just bounce off the call. I'm not going to take it personally. And uh, yeah, just know that that invitation's coming. Okay, so I think that's all I want to say before hopping over here to the formal teaching. And I am just super excited that you all are here. So thank you. Thank you. Um, at any time, if something doesn't make sense, right, uh, you want something repeated or described in a different way, go ahead, take yourself off mute and stop me because uh, I'm going to be rocking and rolling and sharing my uh, screen here. And I'm not 100% sure how uh, I'll see your comments in the chat unless you just come off mute. So that's probably the most effective way to get clarification. Otherwise, uh, I'll just be rolling through the content. And then there's places where I'm going to ask questions and, you know, I ask you to to put something in the chat and that kind of thing. And so I um, just would love for you to participate. All right. So 
Danny, if I see any any chats, that uh, I'll interrupt you too if something goes in chat. Oh yeah, that's fabulous. That'd be great, Mitch. So thank you. Um, I'll watch that for you. Yeah, that'd be super. So thank you, uh, thank you for that for sure. So, all right. Well, let's get to it. Hopefully, like you should see this right in. Mitch, you see it all right, the screen, and you can hear me? Okay, I see thumbs up, so we are good to go. If you don't know me, I'm Danny, right? And uh, I'll describe the podcast listeners since I'm turning this into a podcast too. But this is a picture of me, a very successful basketball team in middle school in Georgia. And then can you see the other guy I circled, right? This is like my claim to fame. I am friends with Ludacris. The picture proves it. And what was fun, we had this like really cool team. And I'm actually not friends with Ludacris, but we did hang out many times. And the thing is, is uh, uh, he, he, he was related to some people on this team. And the joke I like to say is that, Luda, you need to go record some albums, like stop hanging out with the middle school basketball team and, and get back to work. So that was us at the ESPN zone, which was a whole lot of fun. Uh, I founded Better Leaders, Better Schools ages ago. Uh, podcast started September 2nd, 2015. If you've been listening since then, you know I haven't missed a Wednesday in seven years, which is, you know, kind of crazy. I like to describe myself as an unorthodox leadership coach. And what I often say is, why follow the rules when you can make them up? I'm going to pause there, have you think about that for a second, right? Why follow the rules when you can make them up? One of my coaches and mentors, very successful guy named Rich Litvin, I uh, follow a ton of his content. I've been to some of his workshops and stuff. He has a phrase that I just absolutely love, and it's basically the same. He says, I help powerful people remember how powerful they are, right? So I just really want to impress on you at the beginning. You have a lot of agency. You have a lot of authority. You have a lot of impact as a ruckus maker. And so use that power responsibly, right? Okay. Uh, This podcast changed my life. I already alluded to it. And at the time of this recording, I think we're almost near 2 million downloads now. And it ranks in the top 0.5%. Can you believe that? That's out of nearly 3 million worldwide shows. Any niche, right? Business, lifestyle, comedy, all that stuff. The BLBS podcast ranks in the top 0.5%. And if you've been a listener for a while, just thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Mitch and Organized Binder for being a, a great sponsor over the years too. You may have heard of a small little school in uh, New England. So in addition to Organized Binder, uh, this school, Harvard, is a sponsor, which is pretty neat. And I've had the pleasure to interview like tons of New York Times bestsellers. So Dan Pink, Eric Barker, Alexis Pate. Uh, I have some friends in the industry that are really super cool. So Jennifer Gonzalez, Cult of Pedagogy. You should definitely check out her podcast. Uh, Robin Jackson, who's uh, like like a builder. Her, her thing's all about being a builder and uh, vision work. Paul Bambrick Santoyo, right? He's does incredible stuff with leverage leadership. And uh, he wrote the foreword of my best-selling uh, book, Mastermind. I've had Eric Scheninger on the show, Jamie Kossap, who, who ran a bunch of education stuff at Google, Houston Craft, which SEL and character strong type stuff. The guys from NPR, this was a wake-up moment, right? For me, this podcast, I'm telling you, has changed my life. NPR, I grew up listening to NPR, right? Many of you probably listen to public radio. And these guys were telling the story of, uh, of just um, really race and culture and how these things clash in, in the system of school there in uh, New York. And they reached out. They, I didn't pitch these guys. 
NPR. I got an email from them. They're like, hey, can we promote our show on your podcast? What? Are you kidding me? So this just giving you a story of who I am, just in case you don't know me. And yeah, bestseller, uh, Mastermind, the latest book. And that was published by Corwin and the School Superintendents Association. Another professional milestone. Uh, we run masterminds specific to the state of Delaware and specific to first-year principals. So actually, every first-year principal in the state of Delaware needs to go through a Better Leaders, Better Schools mastermind in order to prepare to be even more effective as a school leader. Uh, this is just a, a picture of uh, my friend Spike. I call her Spike. Her name's Lizzie. But basically, you know, when you're rolling with me and you're, you're doing these type of trainings, or maybe you join the mastermind principal success path, you know, what I'm highlighting is that we've created a space for folks who want to uh, make a ruckus, right? And to me, that means you invest in your continuous growth like you. You're here right now. Uh, you're challenging the status quo and you're designing the future of school now. Hey, Mitch, I think Maria's in the waiting room if you're able to let her in. All right. Um, there's a number of clients, like not that this matters to you. I'm actually not surprised when this happens anymore. But year after year, somebody becomes the state principal of the year. So that's kind of interesting, isn't it? And is it me? No. This here, Doc had to put in the work. But I do think we create a very unique environment and space for school leaders to soar and to grow. And that, you know, that's either the mastermind, principal success path, you know, a training like this. And in that book, that bestseller, Mastermind, we talk about the experience we create. I call it the ABCs of powerful professional development, which is actually a trademarked framework with the U.S. Uh, patent office. But the A stands for authenticity. B stands for belonging. C stands for challenge. And when you have those components together, magic happens. So even if you log off right now from this training and you're like, all right, What's this ABC stuff all about? And you go get Mastermind the book and you read it and you implement what's in the book, you're going to change your culture. So I'm just, sometimes I do this meta, like, did you just catch the tool or the idea or the thing that could change your leadership while I'm teaching? So hopefully um, that's okay. Here's Stacy. She's amazing in Kansas. She's a national distinguished principal. I love her. And she's just amazing. Yeah, just incredible. And that's just the kind of people we, you know, we attract. Here's a crazy stat. In the mastermind, literally every member says uh, that the mastermind is the essential part in how they grow, okay? And what I'm doing right now, I'm really just trying to boost my credibility so that you know what I'm teaching you here in case I don't know everybody that's here, right? Or everybody that's listening to the podcast or who's going to catch the replay. I promise you, I know what I'm talking about. And when you take action in what I teach, you're going to grow. That's the point I'm really trying to drive home. Here you can see this was a text from uh, John. and. You don't have to read it, but but essentially, he took action on an idea. He wanted to grow in candor. We have a, a free resource on the website, the Mastermind Mindset Scorecard. And uh, you can rank where you currently are and where you want to be in 12 different characteristics. He wanted to grow in candor. We came up with a personalized plan. And here you can see what his staff is saying. He gets us now, right? He gets it. What would you pay for your staff consistently to say, you, the leader? you get us. You're right here with us. You know what our experience is like, so on and so forth. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. And here's uh, Wanda, and she's just talking about um, finding her footing, really finding her stride as a principal, 
where things didn't get easy, but they got easier, right? And that can happen for you too. My last thing here, Lauren, this is another text. And this is just like very small strategy, right? Five, four, three, two, one coping strategy, shared it with parents, you know, and they were in virtual school at the time and they loved it, right? So all I'm trying to say is I'm telling you, what you learn in today's training, put into practice, you'll see results. Uh, here we go with Katie. And on the day, this is, so the meta lesson is this. On your hardest day, what do you typically do? You probably don't necessarily go. The default is you don't do what you need to do, right? You don't go to the gym. You don't ask for help. You don't go to the place of support. You know what I mean? Maybe, and maybe you even make some bad decisions, you know? Uh, that's We could talk about that later. But my point is here, Kate had a great uh, access to the mastermind. She was going to skip one day. Just had the worst day. Have you ever had a bad day, right? As a school leader. And she decided to not skip, came to the mastermind, and she heard this phrase, I wish my son had a principal like you. As she unpacked one of the worst days she's ever had, right? But she has so much compassion, empathy, so on and so forth. And her, her peers reflected back to her what made her great. How do you think that felt on her lowest day as a principal? To hear from her peers, I wish my son had a principal like you. It pulled her through those hard times, right? Investing in yourself can be scary. And I use this slide, which is a, a picture of an invoice from uh, John Lee Dumas. And uh, Entrepreneur on Fire was a podcast I got hooked on in 2015. When I started Better Leaders, Better Schools, I didn't know how to create an awesome podcast. So here's another meta teaching. How can you invest in some kind of program that will speed up? Yeah, you can learn the stuff on your own, but it'll take years. And it'll take mistakes. And those things are fine. You learn from failure. But I trusted that John could teach me how to be an awesome podcaster quickly, right? And it worked. This was the most I've ever invested in myself at the time. In 2015, I had never spent more than $1,000 on my own personal development, right? And here you can see I, I, I spent just a little more than that. And when I was launching Better Leaders, Better Schools, uh, I was still in the school, so I had to do a lot on the nights and on the weekends, right, to make sure that I could create a show. But fast forward to today, the 2 million downloads, the 0.5%, you know, ranking, I think investing in myself was a good good uh, decision. And now I, now I pay a lot in investment. I've easily paid over $30,000, $45,000 this year in coaching and training, right? This guy, Ron, has made $30,000 off me <laughs> by himself. But he's taught me things that have grown me and has pushed me, right? And I've just seen this correlation. The more I invest in myself, the more impact I can have with school leaders, right? And if you remember my mission to connect, grow, and mentor all of you that want to level up, that's a good thing that I keep investing in myself. Some other stuff, too, that's not like necessarily business or leadership, you know? Mitch, didn't we talk about this quite a bit, you know? It's a picture of my backyard, right? Yeah, I see you. I see you. Yeah. And uh, Mitch is like, by the way, he's like the best gardener in the world. And so like you learn all the garden tips and tricks from my buddy Mitch. But you can see the story on the left, like all those weeds, it was overgrown. This is my backyard. And on the right, you know, it's still a work in progress, but I got those flower beds up. And the reason this is an important slide and picture to me 
is I don't have a building. I used to not have a building bone in my body, right? At least that's a story that I told myself. But now you can learn so much, right? On YouTube or a training like this or podcast. And I figured out how to make those uh, flower beds and they look great. And I can't wait till, you know, flowers and vegetables are coming out of there, right? This spring and summer. You could do hard things. And part of it's working on your mindset too. At the end of the day, this is really the guiding why of everything at Better Leaders, Better Schools. When you get better, everybody wins. It's like JFK's famous quote, a rising tide lifts all boats, all right? So today's a two-way street. I promise you, you know, before I hit record, I was talking to Harsha about confidence. I put a lot more work into the into these slides. I've done this training before and I, and I made it better. And so all I'm saying is that I'm going to give you my best today. And I want you to consider just for a moment, what does it look like for you to give your best, right? Uh, maybe some people are commuting and that kind of thing. I don't see a lot of people on video, plus I'm presenting, so whatever. I don't take that personally. I'm just noting that, you know, do you need to have a notebook? Are you going to write things down? Are you going to participate, right? When I ask for people to dialogue and that kind of thing, you know? And if I can count on you, that's great, right? Because you'll get a lot more out of today for sure. So let's get started. Today, we're going to cover four topics and I'll be very mindful of time. So got about an hour to cover mindset, design, culture, and results, okay? And feel free to pop questions in the chat, that kind of thing. If Mitch doesn't read them out, I'll, I'll get them at the end, okay? All right. So step one, I want to talk about mindset. So on a scale of one to 10, and Mitch, would you read from the chat as people put stuff in there? Sure. How would you rank the quality of your mindset? So one, you, you're the worst, okay? <laughs> you, you have really low quality mindset, right? Don't believe in yourself. You beat yourself up every single day, so on and so forth. 10, you're an Olympic level mindset like guru. You know what I mean? Like actually Olympians hire you. Your mindset's so powerful and so strong. You teach it to other gold medal Olympians, right? So how would you rank yourself? One through 10. And then Mitch, just read, read what you see as people. Yeah, I see. I'm seeing a five, two sevens so far. Cool. Not and, mentioning names, of course. A six just came in. Okay, perfect. And that's great. Hey, thank you for being candid. I want to encourage, you know, encourage you right here on that. Because it's hard in a public space to say, you know what? My mindset's a five out of 10, a six or a seven. I'm telling you right now, the things I'm going to show you on mindset, that will get you higher. So five to six, maybe a six to seven, a seven to an eight. And so think about that as well. Uh, also, in the, also in the chat, if you have time to put in top three obstacles, you can think of the primary challenge too. And so people catching the replay or the podcast. Yeah, let's just do that. What's the primary obstacle or challenge you face regarding mindset? Let's do that. Don't do top three. Do the primary one. So what's the biggest inhibitor to you having a powerful mindset? Put that in the chat. We'll have some wait time here, so that's okay. But I'm really interested in what you're going to put. Mitch, somebody might have put some already. Yeah, looks like a couple of people. Self-belief, negative self-talk. The two that are in yep. right now. All right, sweet. And I'm just going to keep rolling just for time. But uh, especially the person that said negative self-talk, whoever you are, you know, can you commit tonight to stop, just eliminate it from your speech? Like, I'm just not going to do it, right? And so that's something for you, to, for you to consider. 
And then how important is it for you to work on your mindset, right? And you don't have to put that in the chat. It's kind of a rhetorical question. To me, mindset really is everything, right? This guy's Jim Rohn and one of the best motivational speakers like ever. And he says, don't say, if I could, I would. Say, if I can, I will, right? So that's one just small little switch you could start doing. And literally, you could do it all the time, you know? So not if I could, I would. If I can, I will, right? This guy, Earl Nightingale, uh, he wrote, he, so funny thing about him, I think he, I think he ran an insurance company is a story. Um, you can fact check me, it doesn't matter. But the point is this, he wanted more free time, right? So he's thinking, I have a team meeting every week and I'm, I, I don't want to run it anymore and I want more free time. What am I going to do? And essentially he recorded all these like positive and affirming and encouraging and motivational messages for his team. Well, guess what? His uh, team like loved it so much. They wanted to share it with friends and family and this kind of stuff. And so Earl had like this like epiphany. I should record this. I should put it out, right? Like as a motivational um, record. And Mitch, I think Joel just, uh, yeah, thanks buddy for letting him in. So he, he records this record. He calls it the strangest secret. It was first a training for his team. And then it became a thing that anybody could get, just like you guys get my podcast, right? And The Strangest Secret became the first like platinum or gold like winning record and launched a whole industry, which is motivational and inspirational like speaking, right? When you go see speakers and they get you pumped up, he launched that industry with the, the record. Do you know what The Strangest Secret is? The Strangest Secret. We become what we think about, right? So whoever put, uh, you know, negative self-talk and all the other things that are blockers, inhibitors to our mindset, you must commit to stop doing that, right? We become what we think about. I'm, I'm listening. I don't want to get too into the weeds with it, but I'm listening to a book right now that's on confidence where I got that ESP activity I taught you before we hit record. And the guy was sharing uh, the neuroscience that our mind can't tell the difference from like describing something in the negative and describing it in the positive. So like if you tell yourself, um, you know, people are counting on me, uh, I better not mess up this presentation, right? All your, all your brain's hearing is like mess up the presentation. You know what I mean? Uh, not don't mess up the presentation. You, you see what I'm saying? And so just the mind's a powerful thing. Uh, hopefully we're on the same page with this, but we become what we think about. And then if you know Kevin Hart, really funny uh, comedian, he says, uh, no matter what people grow, if you choose not to grow, you're staying in a small box with a small mindset. People who win go outside of that box. It's very simple when you look at it, right? So you make a choice, like a commitment to not beating yourself up with negative self-talk. Do you want to play big or do you want to play small? It's a choice you can make, right? You can make it right now today and start changing things. It's a mindset choice. Uh, this is Demetrius. Love this guy. He's an awesome uh, school leader in Northern California. And one of the things he told me at this uh, live event we did in New Mexico is that his favorite part of the mastermind is the hot seat, Right. And he said, getting to hear about the challenges leaders face around the globe is invaluable. We brainstorm through the situations we face, 
the hot seat's like reflecting out loud with a group of trusted peers. This improves my mindset. It makes me a far more effective leader, right? So imagine that, you know, week after week, collaborating with other leaders who want to grow, asking the tough cha- you know, questions about education, about leadership, the trends we see, the current challenges you face, the things within your inner journey that you know need to be worked on, right? Imagine asking that in a safe space week after week. Don't you think your mindset will grow? We do that in the mastermind, right? Obviously, you're probably aware of that. But even if you didn't do a mastermind at Better Leaders, Better Schools, join something. That's the encouragement, right? Find community somewhere and connect on a consistent basis. Your mindset will get better. Remember Jim Rohn? You know, we talked about him a few slides ago. One thing that he said changed my life. He said, um, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You might have heard me say that quote before on the podcast, but that is a big thing that changed my life. I started thinking about who am I surrounding myself with? And is that like the kind of person I wanted to become? And did I need to make some changes? And I did, right? Okay, reflection. So this is where to get into some teaching and uh, I'm gonna ask for some uh, volunteers. But reflection will interrupt the pattern, right? So one of the most powerful things you could do in terms of leveling up your mindset is to reflect. And you could do that again in the container, like the mastermind, but it doesn't have to be the mastermind. Just find something. I like asking questions uh, in the morning, having routines and rituals. Uh, I do questions in the evening as well um, in terms of what I ask myself. And so I just want to share some of these questions. But before I do, you know, Seneca, who's a philosopher, he said, when the light has been taken away and my wife has fallen silent, aware as she is of my habit, I examine my entire day going through what I have done and said, right? So I'm going to give you a few questions that I love to ask. Uh, These are the same six questions that I ask every single time, uh, every single day in terms of, yeah, reflecting and, and growing my mindset. I learned these questions from David Peterson, who's a former director, by the way, of leadership and coaching at Google. And he's now the chief transformation officer at a place called Seven Paths Forward. So the questions are these, and after I read them, we're going to take, I think, just five minutes to pause, and I'm going to actually have you, uh, you can write it on a journal or in the chat, doesn't matter to me. You might even want to screenshot this too, okay? But the questions are, we're in the evening for many of us, not all of us, but what's something new I've done today? What did I learn today? What worked for me? What didn't work for me today? What will I do differently tomorrow? And what is my priority tomorrow? Okay. When I do trainings and that kind of stuff, I don't try to just talk to people, right? I try to make it interactive and like Q&A. And again, this one has the most content, but the rest of the success series is going to be like way more open space and a lot more coaching and uh, Q&A, just so you know. All right. So when you show up, like be prepared to do something. (laughs) Well, Today, I really wanted to go to the gym. We're on break, Christmas break now. And I really wanted to get to the gym. And so I wasn't able to. I got sidetracked with a couple of things because it was, I didn't have a time set. I didn't, um, you know, get up out of bed, take care of what I needed to and go straight to the gym. And so I think tomorrow, 
Um, I definitely will have a plan for the time that I want to be there and kind of um, making sure that I have, you know, breakfast and, you know, clothing ready to go. So that way I focus on those two things and not get sidetracked by, you know, other things that, that I have going on that I know that I need to get to, um, but need to take care of myself that way. So that's, that's what I'm thinking today. Getting to the gym just didn't work for me, but definitely tomorrow because I'll have a plan. Brilliant. You know, and I appreciate the candid, you know, share there, Maria. And I think a lot of people could probably relate. Something I noticed, a trend, let's say this was certainly before I did that. uh, If you didn't know, I did a seven-day silent meditation retreat in October. So let's say the summer. But I saw like I wasn't meditating. I wasn't meditating. And I say that meditation is important. Kind of a little bonus mindset teaching here. We, we have a thing that we call the ruckus maker mindset tool. And that is, oh, cool. That is uh, eating, sleeping, moving, meditating, unplugging. Fundamentals, right? Not really hard stuff. But when you take care of those five fundamentals, be able to be like super successful, you know? So anyways, not meditating, not meditating, not meditating. And at some point, it's like, okay, what are you going to do about it, right? So I had to have a mirror moment. And figure out like what was going on. And really, the day gets busy, right? Kind of got away from you, like you said. And for me, it was like having an adult bedtime <laughs> and waking up at the proper time. And then all of a sudden, I had more than enough time, right? So really appreciate you sharing. Maybe one or two more shares? Yeah, I'll go, uh, Danny. So uh, something new I've done today is, you know, so much like Maria, I'm on I'm on. Christmas break. And, uh, so it's, we did a lot of, you know, family things today, Christmas shopping and, and all of the things, but, uh, something new I've done today is this, uh, I consume a lot. I read a lot. I, um, take in a lot of content, but I haven't jumped into a lot of trainings or webinars and things like this. So, um, this is my something new today. Cool. Well, we are, we are thrilled to be your something uh, new today. And I love that, that you're here. Um, again, ruckus makers continuously uh, invest in their growth and, and you're showing that right now. So that's super cool. Anybody else want to share before we move on? Uh, if so, that's cool. Last call. If not, we'll keep rolling. So, you know, I, I shared that I used to think I didn't have a, a builder's bone in my body. And I had some evidence of that, too. Uh, are there any like guys you could raise your hand or put in chat? Doesn't matter, but you know any Boy Scouts? I was a Boy Scout when I was younger, and they have this uh, Pinewood Derby, right? And you're supposed to engineer and create. I see some heads nodding uh, and do weights, and like you create your own car and then you race it. Every year, I came in dead last. All right, I sucked at making my car. You know. <laughs> and maybe if I could have traded in my dad and uncles and that I should have found some guys that knew that what they were doing, right? You're the average of the five people. <laughs> but part of the story I told myself, because my dad wasn't particularly handy either, was that, okay, now I'm not, you know? Mindset's a really powerful thing. And when you come in last, like over and over and over again, you start to tell yourself a story. But how you frame things, this is a tool, right? How do you frame and think about failure? Sarah Blakely, you know, and she uh, she is an extremely successful person these days, right? Founder of Spanx. And she told uh, somebody once, an uh, interviewer, my dad encouraged us to fail. Growing up, 
he would ask us what we failed at that week. So imagine that, right? Your kid, you're a kid, you come home from school and your dad says, Lute, Maria, right? Mitch, Harsha, what did you fail at this week? Tell me, what did you fail at in school? What did you learn? And um, what Sarah says, you know, if we didn't have something to share, he would be disappointed. It changed my mindset at an early age that failure is not the outcome. Failure is not trying. Don't be afraid to fail, right? Failure is a powerful teacher. And so, again, the pictures of my backyard. And so I could keep the story that doesn't serve me and it's not helpful that I don't have a builder's bone in my body. Or I could say, you know what? I can learn to build stuff. And I did, you know? So that's really cool, okay? Part of it is being able to see a future reality and, you know, mindset equals success in my opinion. So in the chat, that's really all I have to say about mindset. We're gonna move on to the second part. What was the most helpful part of mindset? We covered a lot. We had some journal questions, but I did some stories and some shares. Would you put in the chat, like, what was the most helpful part of the mindset stuff we just we just discussed? What was most helpful for you? What resonated? My co-host. <laughs> I put, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put in there, we become what we think about. Yeah. Someone else said, um, we should be learning something new every day. Uh, and then clarified for me that the new direction I'm taking to being a leadership coach is right for me now. The time is right. Perfect. Was that new? I bet that was new. That was Jacqueline. How about that? Wow. Look at me. Egg on my face. Jacqueline. Awesome. I don't know you that well yet. We have to talk. I'm very excited. So, okay, cool. Luke was was first, and then Irene said, failure sometimes helps us grow. We fall, but we rise again and learn from our mistakes. Yeah. All right. Nice. I love being surprised. Okay. So we covered uh, mindset now, principal success formula. So moving on to design. So when I say design, what words come into mind? Will you put that in the chat or come off mute? doesn't matter to me. But what words come to mind when I say design? Someone said planning, creativity, intentional, style, shaping, plan. Yeah, perfect. And then again, a scale of one to 10, how confident are you in creating predictable outcomes and experiences? One, zero confidence. 10, yeah, super confident. See a seven and an eight. Someone added creativity and style. A couple more eights. Okay. Another seven. Interesting. So mindset was certainly lower, right? And now we're in design and uh, people are more confident. Okay. I'll I'll cruise through this uh, section a little faster then. So Steve Jobs on design. A lot of people have the fallacy of believing design is how it looks. Design is how it works. Another way of saying it is design is what it is, right? And I want to offer some criteria when it comes to the design that I think about, right? I think about empathy, speed, and take a screenshot if you want, right? Because we're going to move fast. Empathy, speed, iteration, learning from failure, necessary steps, reverse engineering, obstacles and opportunities, inputs, outputs, who, not how. And again, this is turned into a podcast and a replay video. So uh, if you don't screenshot it, you can get it that way too. So empathy, uh, here's David Kelly, founder of Audio. And he says, the main tenet of design thinking is empathy, 
for the people you're trying to design for. Leadership is exactly the same thing, building empathy for the people that you're entrusted to help. I think that's a beautiful definition of design. It could even get better though. Here's Dr. Singh talking about design. We spend a lot of time designing the bridge, but not enough time thinking about the people who are crossing the bridge, right? So there's the bridge. And I want you to think for a second, put this in the chat as well. How would you describe your ratio? Like the first number, and this is out of 100, okay? So it can't go over 100. But what percentage of the amount of time are you thinking about building the bridge? And then the second number, what percentage uh, do you think about the people who cross the bridge, right? And the bridge is a metaphor of whatever you're building in school, of course. So is it 80-20? Is it 60 slash 40? But the how versus the who, I guess, is what I'm talking about. I'm really interested in that. Danny, I see 50-50, Yeah. Perfect. So we're going to give you some tools that help you think about the people a little more. Um, So going through this criteria some more. So speed, right? You've seen this movie uh, with Keanu and Sandra, but I think schools move really slowly, right? And And it doesn't always help. These are large systems. And with design, I think sometimes you want to move a little more, a little more quickly. Um, And I think what stops us is wondering you know, is it perfect? Is it ready to ship? Is it ready to post and this kind of stuff? If you've been to my website, it looks pretty good, I would say, these days. This is the first draft. <laughs> this is when Danny Bauer did the website for Better Leaders, Better Schools back in 2017, right? So I did it for about two years. And then I hired a, a, a whatever website team and they made it look a lot better. So that's a teaching too, right? Delegate, that's a results multiplier, which we'll talk about a little later today. But don't let progress get in the way, you know, or perfection, excuse me, get in the way of progress. Progress is always greater than perfection. And probably many of you, I see some folks nodding. You allow that to slow you down. uh, And that's just a, that's a problem when it comes to design and creating results. Iteration is another criteria when it comes to design. So having some kind of cycle, right? Plan it, do it, check it, act it, and then keep taking, uh, repeat the process, right? And so that's something to to think about as well. Um, Learning from mistakes, a criteria. So, you know, we talked about that with Sarah Blakely, like don't fear failure, see failure as a teacher. The only failure is not learning, not trying, right? So failure is something to embrace. Um, Another criteria is like, what are the steps, you know? I got a cool thing to do. Uh, I think Maria was in the principal success path too, right? And so we set up goals and that kind of thing. What are all the steps that need to happen, right? That's a part of design, which you know. And then reverse engineering it, crisscross, make you jump, jump, right? And so being able to backwards map, reverse engineer, how are you going to get to where you want to go? And that's not what you think it is, okay? I promise you. <laughs> This beautiful image here, I actually had this thing called a culture wall designed. Um, and the group that does it is a group called Gaping Void. WTF is not what you think it means. It means what's the framework, okay? It's not what's the, you know what. What's the framework? And that's a part of a design is like, do you have a framework, a model, a way of doing the thing? 
And I want to give you really quick, um, just an awesome framework when it comes to uh, presenting, right? Many of you probably present um, all the time to your faculty. Uh, you present to different departments. You present, you know, you present to your uh, community and that kind of thing. And so this framework uh, comes from a book called The Compelling Communicator. It's by an author named Tim Pollard, if you want to look it up. But basically, he reverse engineers, which is also a criteria of design, uh, what he wants people to do, right, uh, in terms of any talk that he gives. And so at the base of any presentation is what are things people need to know, which impacts what do they need to believe so that they take action on whatever it is you want them to take action. So that's a powerful way of putting together talks. So if we think about what I'm doing, something I want you to know is that routines and rituals help build a powerful leadership mindset, right? We talked about that with journaling. What I want you to believe, that mindset is a part of the principal success formula. And for some of you, an ideal future for me is if I work with Danny, to implement some of this stuff, I'll take my leadership to the next level, right? And some of you have worked with me and you've seen results. So that's the no believe do, literally what I'm trying right now. Another one is there is criteria to effective leadership design. Design, as I told you, there's four parts to the principal success formula. Design's the second part. And again, the action, hey, maybe if I work with Danny, I'll take my leadership to the next level. Um, so reverse engineering is definitely a part of criteria for design. And then when it comes to obstacles, constraints, or challenges, just think for a moment, uh, you know, what does, that, what does that make you think of, right? Obstacles, constraints, or challenges. Probably not like, oh, you're excited for it. Uh, I've taught myself to kind of look forward to these kind of things. But my initial response, if I'm, if I'm uh, real with you, is I used to want to avoid this stuff, right? Uh, and so maybe you see it this way, like if there's an obstacle or challenge, this is a sign. Maybe it's a sign from God that I shouldn't be doing this thing, right? Or maybe it's just that you can level up your, your mindset, right? And your design thinking. So can you flip it to a way so that you see challenges as an opportunity? And I'm going to give you a tool. Um, the Obstacle is a Way by Ryan Holiday is a great book that talks about how many uh, folks that experience really hard things turn those challenges into opportunities and were able to accomplish like remarkable stuff. Here's another value, and this is another picture from my culture law, but there's always two sides to every coin, right? So one is like, oh, all the fear and the failure and like, what are people going to think of me? And, you know, uh, what does this do to my career if I stick my neck out and all this kind of stuff? And the other side is like, what's all that? What's the opportunity here? right? Uh, what doors might be opened? What's the adventure? What do I have to gain? You know? So again, you get to choose how you want to view it. This, this graph here, um, these are called propelling questions. And it comes from a book called A Beautiful Constraint. The authors, I actually have it on my desk, Adam Morgan and Mark Barden, but the book's called A Beautiful Constraint. And essentially, do any of you ever have like <laughs> Someone on your faculty that's, nope, that plan's not going to work. That idea is terrible, right? I see you guys laughing and smiling. So why don't you try these propelling questions? Say, okay, I, I hear you. This doesn't going to work. 
can we try to think through some of these propelling questions? So if we want to achieve this thing, we can do this hard thing that seems impossible if we think of it as dot, dot, dot. We can do this impossible or challenging thing if we remove or substitute, right? Maybe they just want more resources or more time or take this off my plate and then I'll do it, right? We can do this hard thing if we access other people too. So thinking about um, networks. We could do the hard thing if we resource or fund it by, right? Maybe people want some trainings or PD or just need some books or something. I don't know. We could do this hard thing if we introduce a new blah, blah, blah. And then we can do this hard thing if we if we remix, you know, mix together uh, type of thing. So those are called propelling questions. And those are, I, I use all the time. And they're really helpful in turning challenges into opportunities. Another criteria design is inputs, right? Inputs are greater than outputs. If I want to look like uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, who, right, looking pretty good, yeah, uh, the diet on the left isn't going to get me there. Now, the diet on the left is going to be tasty, right? The candy, the burgers, the donuts, right? And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not judging it at all. All I'm saying is that the inputs, what you put in your mouth, is actually how you get to uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine sort of status, you know? And I think um, I think this is the last criteria design. Uh, who, not how, right? As leaders, um, in the bridge example was a good one. We often think, okay, we want to do the thing, all the steps, the plan, and plans are important. But the most powerful thing you could think of when it comes to design and achieving a new project, a new goal, or whatever, who can help me out? Don't think what are all the steps. Think who can help me out? Who's in my network? All right. And that's a really powerful thing. Molly implemented this stuff. She was in the principal success path in the short sort of like version of the story I want to tell is she redesigned her Mondays and I teach an ideal week. She redesigned a Monday and that just really created a lot of momentum for her. But it, it actually like absolutely redefined what work felt like and, and how she experienced it. So that she called them like these magical Monday moments. And she said, if I could do every day like this, I, I could do anything, right? And so there's just, there's so much uh, power in being able to redesign. Again, you have a lot of agency and power as a, as a school leader. And so I'm um, just encourage you, you know, to, to look at like how you want to spend that time. I think somebody was in the waiting room. So let me double check really quick. And they might have taken off, which is fine. So we'll keep rolling. All right. Thanks for being here and with me. All right. So do you think, right, using iteration or reverse engineering obstacles into opportunities, uh, how inputs are greater than outputs, who, not how, basically all this design criteria I shared, do you think by utilizing some of these, you would create even better results, right? And so, like I said, we would go through that one really quick. Was there something that really resonated with you there? In terms of criteria, you come off mute, but for those I could see or Harsha, I know you're on the call and that kind of thing. What was what was most helpful in terms of design stuff? Hey, Danny, I liked what you really talked, what you talked about when you addressed the who you're yeah. serving, not how you're serving them. And I think, I think that's one of the strengths that I have as a leader mm, is really nice. thinking about the people and the connections that I have with, and I know it takes time, That that's the hardest piece is, yeah. is when I'm thinking about people trying to build those relationships and serve the people that I serve. Yeah. Yeah. It takes so much time to build those. So much. But 
I will say at the end of the semester, I probably had more positive feedback and accolades as a result mm. of my thinking around who I'm serving rather than, you know, the, the bridge is done. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the bridge metaphor is nice. Thanks for sharing that Maria. And uh, good for you. Like Bravo. That people, people, it's worth the investment is what those people are saying, right? When they're giving you that feedback. And it's really easy as a leader to think, oh my God, I got all this stuff to do and this person wants to talk. Like what? And it, it can be just really hard. So good for you for making that investment. I do want to hear from others, but we're going to move on just for, for, for time. So this was design, right? This is everything that we kind of went through. Empathy, speed, iteration, learning from failure, necessary steps, reverse engineering, Obstacles and opportunities, inputs, outputs, and who, not how. And then I want you just to think, and let me um, bounce out really quick and let Cheryl in. So there you are, Cheryl. I want you to think about like, what's a project event or experience you commit to applying these design criteria to, right? So consider that as, as we move on, right? So that's design and let's move on to culture. So are you satisfied with the quality of relationships in your building? So just think, you know, you can nod your head, that kind of thing, but are you satisfied? And what gets in the way to building quality relationships in your school, right? Is it ego? Is it maybe you um, feel more introverted and, or maybe you're so task-oriented like Maria shared uh, that it might feel hard to make deposits in relationships, uh, but be like Maria and, and make those uh, deposits because you'll see a great result at, um, if you do. Teddy Roosevelt, you know, he's famous for saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And Lance Secretin, who's a, a motivational speaker and coach up in Canada, he says, authenticity. Don't we all want to be an authentic leader, right? Like to show up our real version of ourselves and people respect that. He says, authenticity is the alignment of head, mouth, heart, and feet. Thinking, saying, feeling, and doing the same thing consistently. This builds trust in followers, love, leaders they can trust, right? This is Fran, who's a retired uh, retired principal. He was a member of the Mastermind for ages, holding two copies of my bestseller. And he would always tell me, Danny, I can tell you uh, how good a school is going to be by looking at the quality of relationships between adults in the building, right? And if you can really focus on those quality relationships, you'll, you'll build a quality culture. I promise you that. Um, maybe screenshot this or catch the replay, but here's some survey questions that I ask or some face-to-face questions that I ask with uh, faculty um, just to get them to know, know them better, right? And when you get to know them, like not professionally, like who they are as people, right? You can, you can do some cool stuff as a result, okay? So hopefully you got that. If you need it, I can always email it to you too. Have you ever heard of a CRM? It stands for Customer Relationship Management System, okay? And schools would be much better off if they had a staff relationship management system. So I don't know if Maria has something like this or not, or everybody else on the call, but here's how it might work, right? And I'm going to use the world's uh, cutest puppy in the, in, in the world. That's my dog, Alba, right? And if Alba was on the faculty of my made-up school, as I learn things about her, or maybe I sit with her one-on-one and uh, ask her questions too, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put these notes somewhere in my staff relationship management system. Uh, I actually keep stuff like this for me personally in a massive Trello board 
uh, for people that are in the mastermind or people I'd like to join the mastermind and that kind of thing. And I just, I keep detailed records of what we talked about and like what you're into and that kind of stuff, right? Um, and people all, often ask me like, how do you remember this about me? Or how do you remember books? And like this, it's because I, I, I take notes and then I teach it and this kind of stuff. So for Alba, like I might have her birthday. I might know who her parents are, right? Her hobbies. She loves to run, play catch, chase squirrels. Um, you can read all the stuff. But I will say, because Messi just won the, uh, the uh, World Cup, that's her favorite footballer. Okay, so way to go, Argentina. And I have to read this one because we're so proud of Alba. She has befriended all the birds in the backyard, right? That's her proudest achievement. So that's a metaphor for one of your staff members. But things you might ask, you know, when's your birthday, right? Hobbies and interests. What are you into? Activities and clubs that are important to you, right? Um, favorite sport and team. Uh, like who they observe, so who you root for, but uh, that might be different than the sports that they participate in. If spirituality is important, politics are important to them. Proudest personal achievement. What are your short-term goals, right? What are your long-term goals? What's your preferred form of communication and frequency, okay? College, where'd you go? What'd you graduate in? Significant other, let me know about them and stuff that they're into. What about your kids, right? And so I'll tell you, anytime you have these just like uh, seemingly random or, you know, you, you meeting people face to face in the hallway, every time that happens, then have a system, whether that's, it doesn't have to be Trello. That's just what I use. It could be a notebook, it could be a spreadsheet, it could be all sorts of things, but have a place you put that information so that you can build a strong foundation for your relationships, Right. So if you take action on that stuff, I'm telling you, you'll create a better culture, okay? One story I have, um, think of like the quintessential physical ed teacher, right? And I'm thinking of Matt, and uh, he, he was a PE teacher in Chicago with me, probably like 6'3", huge man, big beard, bald head, right? Does that look like everybody's PE teacher, right? And um when I, entered, when I got to know him, I found out he really loved Sour Patch Kids. And one day, maybe around the holidays, like now, I just showed up with like an obscene amount of Sour Patch Kids in a bag and just handed it to him. And I just be like, Matt, you're doing an awesome job here. Really appreciate you. He looked in the bag. I kid you not, he started to tear up and gave me a hug that I thought I would have to call the police and like have him arrested because it crushed the life out of me. But that's how like just a small little thing like that, knowing his favorite snack, you can do that too. Here's a picture of uh, Kevin. He was a member of the mastermind for a long time, took a pause and now he's back uh, because we have, he's in Tunisia. And so we, we never had a, uh, a time zone that worked for him. He'd have to be up at like 12 in the morning, one in the morning. Like that's kind of crazy. Now he gets to go to a mastermind that's at seven o'clock uh, his time. Long story short, he loves the Eagles. And as you can see, he has worn that jersey out. And I bought him a Super Bowl jersey when uh, the Eagles won. And he'll always remember me for that. And I was happy to do that for him, right? Okay, so can you see yourself using the staff relationship management system next year? And then uh, let's move on. Um, that's really all I have to say about culture. I'm telling you, collect information, collect data, put it somewhere, and you'll grow relationships which gets us to the last um, point of the principle of success formula, which is results. 
So I'm a nerd. If you didn't know, my first job ever was a Fat Dutchie's comic book shop in Palatine, Illinois. And I would help Chuck, the owner of this comic shop, count all the comics so he could predict how many, uh, how many copies of X, well, this is X-Force here, Batman, Spider-Man, whatever, so he could run a profitable business. So Jamie Majox was the leader of X-Force. Uh, you could see that this is like seven uh, images of him. And that's because his superpower was he could multiply himself, right? He was called multiple man. And if you could learn how to multiply yourself, like obviously you're going to get more results. And so I want to talk to you about leveraging what I call results multipliers, just like Jamie Majax, the multiple man. So some of the multipliers you do and some you don't do. Okay, so that's an important point. Sometimes the things you don't do is even more valuable than what you do. So here are some things you can do that are results multipliers uh, in your leadership. Delegations, number one. And before we hit record, I was talking to Harsha about confidence, gave her um, an activity she can do. And one of the things that I wrote down today in terms of building my own confidence was a focus on progress. I delegated to Jesse, my one of my operations guys and awesome head coach at Better Leaders, Better Schools. The dude is just incredible. Uh, he's going to set up the fourth cohort of principal success path online. I used to do that. Now he's doing it. It multiplies results, right? Frees me up to do other stuff. So delegation is key. And I've, I've got, I actually got a process on a delegation masterclass um, on this too, by the way. Having a plan. Having a plan is results multiplier, right? I'm actually like surprised sometimes when leaders are like, you know, just kind of rolling with the punches. And that, that's cool. Go with the flow, right? Be in the moment, that kind of thing. But having a very succinct and uh, precise plan for the day is very helpful. That's a results multiplier. Using your calendar, okay? This is fundamentals. Use your calendar in the ideal week, ideal day, this kind of teaching. And that's the most popular download, you know, on the website. Uh, keep score. Does anybody keep score of like their progress by any chance? I'm curious. I don't know. So that might be something. Like literally uh, every day, remember that reflection question, what's my priority for tomorrow? I score myself either one for one or zero for one. I either do it or I don't. And then I, uh, I add up my monthly score. What I've learned, don't obsess about the day. Don't obsess about the week. You can look at a month. I look at the quarter. If I score uh, 80% or higher on completing my priority for the day, I get a lot of stuff done, a lot of meaningful stuff done, right? And there's a difference there. So anyways, that's one way that you can keep score. And like I said, what you don't do could be even more important than what you do. So knowing the difference between high value tasks versus low value. You get sucked into low value, clearing the inbox, clearing the to-do list, but it doesn't create a lot for your school. So do you do like high value stuff, right? Um, distractions. So can you eliminate distractions from your life? Maybe scrolling, you know, through every social media thing. Uh, turning off notifications. That's something for you to consider, right? What would it look like to turn off notifications on my computer or on my phone? Um, can you commit to one social app and no email on your phone, right? I promise you, you'll get a lot more done. Your mental health will be a lot better too if you limit this stuff. Uh, I'm actually a proponent of not an open door policy, right? And I see loot really not in his head there. I don't mean having a closed door policy 24-7 either. People often mistake that. 
What I do know is with an open door policy, you are inviting interruptions all the time. And when you get interrupted, you're not doing the meaningful work you need to be doing. And there's very clear research. Every time you switch tasks or you're interrupted, it takes on average a minimum of 15 minutes to get back to where you left off, right? There's other research that shows like basically you, you waste one quarter of your workday on interruptions and switching tasks. So come up with a communication policy, come up with a policy of when you are accessible to people, okay? Um, who do you exclude? So this is actually a picture of a bunch of awesome folks that uh, came to this live event I did in New Mexico. We're doing one in Denver, by the way, uh, this summer. But who wasn't invited is maybe more important than who was invited, right? The event wasn't for everyone. And that would lower the quality if everyone could come. Uh, and then with Doc, this is just, you know, something he shared with me. He said, Danny, you really taught me how to schedule and block time. I now consider what is productive versus being busy, right? What's productive versus being busy? Or as you say, high value versus low value tasks. I consider what my big things I want to accomplish in the week, make sure it's in my calendar, right? We were talking about this, fundamentals, and the ideal week you taught me. I've learned more how to focus and how to delegate things to you. So super cool. Thanks, Doc. So what I want to know really quick, um, and I'll stop sharing this for a second. I'm just curious, what results multiplier might you try? You know, we talked about uh, delegation, calendaring, keeping score. Maybe it's no more open door policy. But what, what, would, work, what would work for you in terms of results multipliers? So that's what we covered, right? Mindset, design, culture, results. That's the principle success formula. Uh, we talked about mindset. Do you know Simon Sinek? So earlier we were talking about confidence and this kind of thing. Uh, I don't remember if that's before we hit record or as we got into it. Um, but can you believe, like, this guy's a best-selling author, like, massive keynote speaker, right? We all know Simon Sinek. He used to really get overwhelmingly afraid before speaking in front of large audiences, right? He'd feel, can you anticipate what that would feel like? Let's say you're about to talk to 2,000 people. Even I spoke to, and this is sort of a small crowd, like 150 principals the other day in Denver. And uh, it was a quick trip, which is why, Maria, I didn't reach out, okay? Or maybe I did, I don't remember. I know we were talking about something recently. But anyways, but physiologically, my heart rate sped up, you know, the palms, right? Mouth maybe got a little dry. The imposter syndrome, if I, if I wanted to listen to it, that could really get negative in my head. And all these things, just like Simon, could mean, oh man, this is pretty intense, don't blow it. Or remember, two sides of every coin, what an incredible opportunity, right? So that was mindset, and that's something that we covered. Remember the bridge? You guys said the bridge was a good part, and that was about empathy. So we're thinking about how we build the bridge or who's crossing it. Uh, we talked about culture. And Fran said, a quality school is based on the relationships, the quality of relationships among adults on the staff, right? And then we talked about results multipliers. So maybe it's delegation, you know, doing that effectively, closing the door, keeping score, that kind of thing, right? All right. So uh, what was your number one insight today? What was like, we talked about a lot of stuff. What do you think like the number, number one was? So here's what I know about you, right? I talked about ruckus makers and how they, oh, relationships and empathy for Harsha. Awesome. 
You know, ruckus makers continuously invest in their growth, challenge the status quo, design the future school now. So right now, I know that you are invested in your growth. And uh, that's something that, you know, I for sure admire about you. I don't know if you've ever heard this. And I actually, I want you to steal and memorize what I'm about to teach you and do this with your staff. Um, there's a, this is a real thing. It's called a cap gap. You can Google it. What the cap gap is, is that like you're here, you got plenty of knowledge, right? You're here wanting to grow. You have the right attitude, you know? So all the, all the soil is fertile, but the gap, the cap gap means that knowledge and attitude isn't enough. Like my value, I say ideas are, are great, just not the greatest. And putting it into practice, taking action is really the most important part. So you can steal that idea, the cap gap, put it into your own words. But when you're talking to staff or students or, or parents, like just really harp on, hey, knowledge and attitude is great, right? Ludi even said at the beginning of the call, I'm consuming a lot, you know, and something new he's done has been at this training. But taking action on the idea is really what it's all about. At the end of the day, that's all that matters, okay? So I do know that that's really, really important. Um, and this is a picture of me and Simon and Tato, his son, and we're all on some type of leadership journey, right? It's a metaphor and we're all climbing different mountains and I, I've done a bunch of mountains by myself, but I'll tell you when I, when I climb with Simon and Tato and his other son, Kwesi, it's always better to be on the journey, you know, with friends and people I care about. So I think you're going to love, um, what I've got for you next. And as I mentioned, this is the part that's an invitation. So. Maria, you've already been on in the path. You're welcome to stay if you'd like, Harsha, same as you. But I'm going to invite you all to consider joining the Principal Success Path. And um, if you're open to hearing about it, stick around. I'm going to describe the program. If you don't want to hear about the Principal Success Path, I won't take it personally. Uh, but now would be a great time for you to check out because I'm going to say how we can work a little bit deeper together if it's something you would like to do. So in the path, we'll level up your mindset so that you can, no problem, Harsha, so you can be an even more magnetic, impactful, and effective leader. We'll learn how to use intentional design to create an even more welcoming and inclusive environment, which I think we all could agree, right? A welcoming and inclusive environment is, would be great for your school. We're going to follow the clues. Have you ever heard that success leaves clues, right? Left by remarkable leaders that you can use to create the school culture of your dreams, and we'll absorb and practice the foundation, foundational actions that ruckus makers consistently take to create results you'll be proud of. That's all what's a part of the principal success path. And we talked about the four steps today during the success formula. It's the same thing, mindset, design, culture, and results. And some people see impossible while others seem possible, right? And so again, two sides of the same coin. It's really about mindset. We can if, right? And uh, how you want to choose to see things. Um, John, I was mentioning earlier how he grew in candor. Something else he benefited from being in the path is just saying, hey, I got very clear instructions on what was next, targeted work on my goals. And he learned a concept that we, we uh, teach from Brene Brown called the Square Squad, but it really helps you understand like whose opinion matters most. And the truth is school leaders, everybody, you should listen to everybody but you shouldn't absorb like every message, right? That's coming your way. And that's because, uh, uh, well, I don't want to get too into it, but 
obviously you need to protect your mind is all I want to say there. Um, w. Edwards Deming, if you ever heard of him, this is a design quote. Every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. So if you don't like the results or you'd like to improve your results, you're getting good results, you're getting great results, and you want to make them even better, then it's time to start tinkering on the system. Uh, here's Glenda, who um, is just an awesome principal. She was part of Principal Success Path too. Uh, she she did the program, <laughs> took action on the on um, second week, one of the projects, and her her staff literally said, multiple members, Glenda, what did you do this summer, right? Whatever you're doing, don't stop. The momentum, the energy, right? The life that she was breathing into her building was contagious and they wanted more, you know? What would that be worth to you for your staff? And what would it be like to bring it, right? Mid-year as we're entering into 2023. I think when it comes to culture, we had the opportunity to create magic. Like I wrote about this in my first book, but why should Disney be the most magical place on earth? Like, I think it should be schools. We have all the same parts and really what makes it uh, special is the children. Um, here's a few principles uh, down in New Mexico, but I'm telling you, you can build a remarkable culture uh, Rebecca and Monica, their school is a number four small employer there in, uh, I don't remember if it's Santa Fe or Albuquerque, but it's in New Mexico. If you would benefit from uh, a process, like a tried and true guaranteed process to slow down the thinking, to remove some of the emotion and get into more of the logical side of the brain. Actually, uh, Maria, this is a new part of the principal success path. Um, oh, very cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'll just have to repeat this for the podcast. Okay. Listeners, but Maria said, love the pathway. I'll join the mastermind this summer. Hands down, one of the best trainings I've ever had. So thank you. That like really, really means a lot. Um, this is a new project. This wasn't in it when Maria took it, but there's a whole project around making uh, really solid decisions. And I'm looking forward to bringing people through that. Gene's been... <laughs> Gene's been a principal for decades, and he said, I've never gotten so much done, and I've been a principal a long time. And so, yeah, it's a principal success path, and it's just an invita invitation. The promise is really simple. Become an even better leader in 10 weeks or less. And you're probably thinking, okay, it costs some kind of money, and what's that all about? So I will tell you. Now, if you hired me for a full day to speak, my full day rate is $12,000. This is a check and working with this school leader in this county um, for six months. Uh, that was a $10,000 uh, project by Maria. Uh, half day, my rate is $7,000. And the mastermind currently is $350 a month of $4,200 a year. But I really want to over-deliver for you today. And so make it an easy yes. If you want to apply, it's at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash success. And the principal success path, you can join it for just $2,000, okay? So I said, betterleadersbetterschools.com slash success. The program dates, we're starting up uh, January 15th and we'll end on March 14th. So that's the 10-week program. Um, we do accept if some people do pay personally, so we can do credit cards or school cards. And if you want an estimate, that takes me just a couple of clicks of a button, plus your email address, and we'll get you an estimate. We can get a purchase order going and the application, again, betterleadersbetterschools.com slash success. But I really want to over-deliver, so I've got some pretty cool bonuses. Probably many of you already read my book. If you haven't, 
or if you haven't gotten an autographed copy, that's bonus number one. Everybody gets that. It's worth $25. You can go look on the website now. This one, this is a pretty cool. You get access. It almost feels overwhelming, but you don't get locked out of this. You can go through as fast or as slowly as you want. But if you join the principal success path, you get the entire BLBS content library. That includes the Powerful Days course, Delegation Masterclass, the Ruckus Maker Roadmap. And right now, you can check. Uh, I saw that on my website. That's $900 worth of online courses. You have it for life, and you can watch it as many times as you want. Plus, there's reproducible um, tools. And I would say, like, the Ruckus Maker Roadmap has 40 videos. I would do this just for the Delegation Masterclass when we're thinking of results multipliers because there's a tried and true process there that's just incredible. So that's bonus two. Everybody gets that one. Now, bonus three, this is for the first 20 leaders. Uh, but basically, you'll get a kickoff coaching call with me uh, just to hear about some of your goals in the path and that kind of thing and uh, where you're headed in your school. And that's a $1,000 value. Bonus four, this is also for the first 10 leaders. You're going to get three momentum coaching calls after you complete the principal success path, uh, which can be used within the next you know, 12 months. And basically what I know is that it's really easy to be inspired at a talk like this or even going through a paid program like the path. But then it's like I go back to normal, right? So if I can help you keep the momentum going, that's what these coaching calls are for. And that's the fourth bonus for the first 10 people. And then the last bonus, which is pretty ridiculous, I'm doing a live event in Denver, July 14th through 16th. I'm teaching another uh, framework called the Leadership Optimization Compass that uh, I could charge $2,000 for. And that you could come to for free for the first five ruckus makers um, in the summer. So that's really pretty cool. So uh, you don't have to join the path today, but you have to apply today to unlock those bonuses. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah. And if you go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash success, I'll see the date that you applied. And then if we're able to uh, work out the rest of it, you'll get you'll unlock all those bonuses. So it's up to you, right? Think of 2023. <laughs> Week one, we'll all be excited back at school. Week two, it's like things might start getting shaky. Week three, week four, by week four, I think the same way. Like some people are going to be burnt out, but I promise you in the principal success path, you'll be feeling great through all those weeks, okay? And if you didn't know, I back all my programs with what I call the ruckus maker guarantee, which means simply this. If you show up, if you do what we teach, and you can honestly say, I didn't grow as a leader, you get 100% of your investment back, all right? And again, you get the path, which is worth 2000 the bonus book, autograph, 25 the content library, 900 kickoff coaching call, that's 1000 three momentum calls with me, that's 1500 and then the uh, free ticket to the live event, that's all worth 7425 bucks. But just for 2000 you get it all. So betterleadersbetterschools.com slash success. And thank you for listening to the invitation. I do believe ruckus makers are changing the world. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. 
If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.